0: You are tuned into the Panthers podcast Quick Blitz. I'm Sheena Quick. I'm joined as always by my illustrious co-host Bash Hurt. Now, we're dropping this episode on a different day this week, on a special day this
1: week, but Better late than never Right Absolutely. you Absolutely know, We had some travel issues Some communication issues but listen Y'all gonna get this and y'all are gonna enjoy it And like Sheena said I was just Thinking that like better us get it out Maybe a day late Than not get it to you guys at all
0: Absolutely And if you are not already subscribed Please go to theriotreport.com Slash quick hyphen Blitz we drop episodes every Wednesday Today this week on a Thursday but the surefire way to make sure you don't miss any episodes is to go click share subscribe we're available wherever you get your podcast and v, let's get right to it
1: yeah so Vikings, the Panthers, Panthers they dropped a third game uh to the uh Minnesota Vikings it was a game that they were kind of they had the same third quarter issues and then they ended up fighting back it went into overtime and then the Vikings Um, Drove and scored a touchdown on their first possession of overtime, effectively ending the game. Uh, Sam Darnold was 17 of 41 for 207 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 55.6 passer rating and a lot of talk. uh, The slander. Uh, the the Sam Darnold slander was real, not just from Panthers fans, but nationally. Everyone is saying that he's regressing back to the New York Jets, Sam. After the first three weeks, they were calling him Sam Newton. A dual threat. Yeah, they were calling him a dual threat. Criminal. Sam Newton and all kind of stuff. And now three losses later, interceptions later, it's, oh, gosh, this is who he is. And this is who he was. Do you think that he's regressed back to New York Jets Sam is that fair? I wouldn't
0: say I wouldn't necessarily um add the New York Jets um connotation to it but there's definitely been a regression. Um he's just, he in the decision making. Like, you know, we know the Panthers offensive line has always struggled but Cam Newton was not able to use that as an excuse. Teddy Bridgewater wasn't able to use that as, as an excuse. So Sam Darnold shouldn't be able to use that as an excuse. And um, for what it's worth, you know, he's holding on to the ball too long. That's when we see him take most of these sacks and strip sacks and interceptions where there is a play to be made and the play isn't made, whether that's on his end, whether that's on the wide receiver's end, whether that's on the running back's end, because in addition to him turning the ball over, the Panthers playmakers are having, they're in a bit of a slump right now.
1: Yeah. And, you know, sports is so fickle and fans are so fickle and reporters can be fickle as well. So, you know, maybe, you know, and, and coach rule kind of said this during his press conferences, there are ups and downs ebbs and flows during an NFL season. You hope that you don't have um, an ebb that's, what, three games? You don't want a three-game losing streak. You don't want Sam to struggle the way that he has for three consecutive games. But um, I'm not ready to say he's regressed back to New York Jets Sam yet uh like like you said Sheena the receivers didn't really do him any favors this past game now I'm not letting him off the hook like the first play of the game you throw an interception that is inexcusable his turnovers seven turnovers over the last three games are inexcusable he has he had his play is not as good as it was the first three games and I'm not one of those people who are who's going to give him uh, a pass by saying oh Christian McCaffrey isn't out there like no, that's
0: that's not kind of an excuse in the National not, Football League. Players miss games. Excuse.
1: It's not an excuse. Like good good quarterbacks, decent quarterbacks are going to make plays no matter what the personnel is. And, exactly. and Christian McCaffrey is one of 11 uh and actually uh so, you know, Sam Darnold's play is not like it was the first 3 games. That's that's right. that's period. period. I Point But eight. you know, I'll make an assessment on his play after the season, Uh, but the way it's looking right now, you know, the first three games with this defense, the Panthers were looking like a playoff, easily a playoff team. Now, you know, maybe not so much. I don't know.
0: And what I don't like was the, we're looking for our identity without Christian McCaffrey. I don't like that statement um, that Matt Rule gave because Matt Rule has been the Panthers coach for 22 games. He has had Christian McCaffrey for six of those, not even a full six, five and a half because he got hurt in Houston. I don't understand how you're building an identity around a player that has not been available because they always say the strongest ability is availability. And Christian McCaffrey has not been that really since Matt Rule has been in Carolina. And so I just I, di- I didn't really like that sentiment from him. Um, you know, a lot of people got on Cam Irving when he said we're not the Carolina Christian McCaffrey's, but they aren't. Yeah. And I think that the people's issue mostly was the, you know, the um, deliverer of the message.
1: Yeah, it was the
0: messenger, <laughs> not necessarily the message, because a lot of people are. Wonder you know, they're not take a lot of the fan base is not accepting that Christian McCaffrey absence as an excuse. Had it come from any other player on the team, they probably would have (laughs) been more receptive to it. But they had more of an issue with the messenger than the message. The message was correct. It was accurate to me. You know, and we're talking about offensive identity. I've seen some questions about the defensive identity start to creep up and I don't get me wrong. The Carolina Panthers have a very good defense. They have a very good defense, and playing devil's advocate because we look at you guys as tweets. Some of y'all have been kind of hard
1: on Brian Burns this past week. Ooh, out. the Brian Burns slander y'all has have been, been like, wonderful. wow, y'all really turned on him mad quick. Yes, y'all treated him like fifty-two from last year. Yes, do not give him that fifty-two treatment. Now, come on
0: but it's look panthers twitter is a wild place it's a wild wild place
1: man. he's up on burns like really like it's it, it you know maybe people are scheming different things like i see people calling calling him trash people people helping yeah, his like, brother into it i'm like whoa y'all really going is, at burns going and it was a burn. whole love fest
0: before like Jeez. Everybody was with the Spidey, this Spidey, that, and then now y'all just like acting like my boy is ju- is dumpster juice.
1: No, yeah, he's not. He's not. He's dumpster not dumpster juice. juice. Like,
0: and I think you know, like you said, there's there's ebbs and flows, and I think that teams are scheming. But the the beauty in that is that Hassan Reddick is eating. And that's something that Phil Snow said before this season. He's like, you know, you might stop this defensive weapon, but we got this one over here. That's the benefit of having a lot of, um, I guess, multi-position players is what I would like to call, positionless players is what I like to call the Carolina defense. They have a lot of guys over there that can do a lot of things. And so, you know, yeah, y'all might be kind of pissed or trying to, you know, ride, Ride on Brian Burns because of his statistics dropping a little bit. But at the same time, those statistics are growing for Hassan Reddick. So you might stop one end, but you're not going to stop the other. I think that's the important message that people are missing when they slander Brian Burns.
1: Like, chill chill on that slander. But, you know, sports is a what have you done for me lately. lately. So I remember Diggs, who has an interception in every game, he gave up uh, the Cowboys digs. He gave up a, 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 a play, a touchdown, like the next play or the next series. And Twitter was dogging. Slander. Cowboys fans were slandering. So that's just, I mean, I guess that's just the way sports are like one week. Robbie is that dude. And the next week, you know, Robbie is, Oh, Robbie got this money and now he's not performing. So That's the way sports is. And, and, you know, I don't necessarily agree with it. I feel like just like, you know, you may have a good week at work and you might be killing it. If you're in sales, you might have a good sales month. And then the next month is like, man, this is really is not it. Or you might have a, a good test. You might score good on a test and then, you know, you may study and then you may bomb it. So, I mean, everybody has their ups and downs. Uh, back to the whole offensive identity, like you are so right. Like Christian McCaffrey has not been an integral part of this Panthers offense, and building an offense around him is not smart at this point. And so, oh. and, and I think that, and unfortunately, I think that some of the, some of, uh, you know, reporting because we're in the press box it's always about Christian McCaffrey Christian and I get I like, oh, what are, when are you I hear a Christian McCaffrey yeah. question. he's been out for three games like what are you doing to you know what are you doing well Christian McCaffrey isn't there well he hasn't been there or how is your offense different with Christian McCaffrey in it and, and, and it's and like how is the locker
0: room different and uh, what does Christian McCaffrey bring to the locker room that you're missing it's like listen the games Christian played in last season, the Panthers did not win. Why are people forgetting that?
1: Yeah, it, it's the, the narrative. Like, I, I hate that that narrative is being pushed. And maybe, maybe, you know, maybe somewhat uh, Panthers uh, offense has been built around that narrative also. And it has to be retooled. If you are looking... It has to be. If you are looking to build sustained excellence, right? This is this was the catchphrase that we heard from Rule and we heard from Tepper. If you want to have sustained excellence, you cannot build that around a player. It has to be built around a system, period. Yeah. And so, you know, I would assume that you come in with that system. But maybe, and, and this is just year two, and, you know, year one was not a typical year, so I'm going to kind of give that a pass because there was no off season, you know, no OTAs. Training camp was different. So, um, you know, last year was maybe .5. This is the first full season of a regular NFL season, and so there are going to be some growing pains. But at this point and forward, Like, you have to start building a system, your program around a system, and not the system around a player. Because if it's Christian McCaffrey, like, you're going to run into these same issues that you've been running into the last couple of years.
0: And I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, I mean, honestly, I literally cringe when I hear a Christian McCaffrey question being asked after a game in which McCaffrey did not play. After a game in which McCaffrey was not expected to play in, going into a week where McCaffrey's not expected to play. <laughs> like, at this point in time, the only thing you could focus on is the 11 guys on the field. Like the, I don't buy that David Tepper is going to give Matt Rule a, a pass on the Christian McCaffrey absence for another season. I don't buy it. But what, and nor, and nor what, should
1: nor should he.
0: And he shouldn't. But here's the thing, we're talking about rule. We're talking about rule here. What about
1: Joe Brady? Listen, I, I, I still, and we've talked about this. I still haven't seen what all the hype is about. Like,
0: I mean, he has the makeup to. to he has the, the. He checks the boxes of being a young, young um, Sean McVay, but at this, not the young. I'm sorry, a new Sean McVay, but everybody. What boxes does he check? Everybody's not he's white he's young and he's offensive minded
1: oh that's it
0: because sometimes i, I mean talent gotta be somewhere in there me. right bash at some point in time we have you not we we have off you know off the record conversations with ourselves and with between ourselves and amongst a lot of other media um members and talent isn't as big of an issue as um god i'm trying to think of a word potential talent doesn't outweigh potential a lot in this in this case because otherwise you wouldn't have seen joe brady getting those head coaching interviews that last season what did the panthers offense do last season to make you say oh my god the guy behind this is a mastermind mm. other than okay they had the thousand yard performers let me let me say that they did have that they had four thousand yard performers but it didn't translate into wins and in the nfl that's what drives revenue so i when it comes to, to 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 joe brady potential outweighs the actual productivity right now i mean i saw his name being floated around for the the um the raiders opening yeah why was that like the week after that was the week after the panthers scored three points in the second half on philly i
1: i, I think that I think that so far, so far, Joe Brady was a hot name coming out of college because of yeah, he's still because of what he and and he kind of rode that wave. And fans, let, let's not get it twisted. Y'all really wanted Joe Brady, and when yeah he was uh when he was signed as offensive coordinator, people were really happy. But I don't even know if his resume supported the job that he's in right now. Low key. That's true.
0: People were, everybody was just ready. But again, that was going to be a breath of fresh air coming from North Turner, who was old school. That was a breath of fresh air. And I just think that, like, again, the potential is what drove the excitement.
1: Like, come on. Okay. In 2017, he was an offensive assistant. At LSU, he was the passing coordinator, right? Right and then he was offensive coordinator like okay so you go from a linebackers coach at william and mary for one year one year as a penn state graduate assistant one year as an offensive assistant at in new orleans one year as an lsu passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach you weren't you weren't even the the coordinator at LSU. And then you take that giant step to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. If I had this resume right and it was corporate and I spent one year at a job, four years in a row, you think I'm going to go from cashier to regional manager. Okay. She was, she went from cashier and then she went from cashier (laughs) to shift lead or lead regular cashier to lead cashier and then she oh, yeah, from you, lead there, cashier kind of stops along
0: that that route
1: yeah lead cashier to shift leader and then she went from shift leader to store manager and she went from store manager to regional ceo like come on yeah
0: i mean look you're not gonna get any pushback on me from me on that subject i 100 agree with everything you're saying and now, Panthers fans, I know you guys have had enough to argue about the last three weeks, but week seven is coming up and you're likely to have Stefan Gilmore in his first Panthers action this week, wearing number nine. V, what are you thinking?
1: I don't think he plays. You don't think so? I don't think he plays, but, I mean, we'll find out. Uh, later today? And, yeah, we'll find out later today based on, you know, really we won't talk to rules so we really won't get much injury information but we'll find out based on the uh the uh injury report yesterday on on Wednesday he practiced but he was limited and so while they said they've hoped he'll be available for this game I don't expect him to play but if he plays it'll be a good boost for this defense but I mean the secondary hasn't been playing bad at all right? So, I mean, it could only boost this team, but listen, you know, I know Panthers fans aren't happy about rules saying the defense hasn't played well. And when the defense is literally for most of the game played well, but they have given up big plays themselves. uh, But, um, you know, (laughs) if your offense thinks it doesn't matter how well your defense is playing, who you bring on defense, if they're on the field, a thousand plays, then, you know, there's gonna eventually they're going to get worn out. Yeah, there's going to be some fatigue.
0: I think we saw that um, towards the end of that um, Philly game. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely got to be mentioned as, as, an, as a possible reason that is they it, were able to come back.
1: Is it too soon to say this is a must win?
0: No, it's not. I felt like... At the Dal- after the Dallas game, and the way that the Dallas game was lost, and seeing the upcoming opponents, you remember I looked at you in that press box. I said, Do you think they're about to go in a five game? You sure did. And if you were just looking at the Ross, looking at the schedule in week two or after week three, you're like, Oh, definitely beating Philly, you know, definitely beating Minnesota for sure gonna beat the Giants. Right now, you can't say that with any certainty because you don't know what Sam Darnold is showing up. And for granted, like they're still going to if they're they've bought into this, no Christian McCaffrey, no identity mindset on the offensive side of the ball. Like the mental battle is sometimes worse or more difficult than the physical one. If they bought into that mentality, they could lose to this New York Giants team if they bought into that mentality.
1: Yeah, they should
0: win this game. Yeah. But if mental gymnastics play a part you can see them come back with their fourth straight L.
1: And 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 when you, I don't know if you mean this, but when I hear mental gymnastics, I think of Sam Darnold. I think, you know, as long as you're winning, and he was asked about his confidence level, he's not going to say, oh, I've lost my confidence, you know, I'm struggling right now. He's going to say that his confidence hasn't changed. I'm going to say that I think it has. And, uh, you know, that's why... I like to see, you know, him kind of hit things early. It, Your first play out of the game, you throw an interception. Like, you're not confident the rest of that game. Come on. It's I mean, there's no way you're gonna start second guessing yourself as opposed to the first play out of the game. You say you hit DJ Moore for a 50 yard bomb. Then you like, okay, we cooking. And we already know Darnold is uh superstitious, although he says he's not he is superstitious, so who knows what kind of, you know, how he gets in his mind when when you open the play, you open the game and, and that's your first play. I think that's why Rule says they're going to be more committed to running the ball, uh, which, you know, I think is a good idea. They just have to get yards from it and so hopefully they're able to do that and that opens up play action for for Darnold to hit receivers like like Moore and Anderson on the outside when when though when that opens up we'll we'll see a lot you know this weekend the uh the um the uh the uh I'm sorry the uh Giants I'm like who are they playing the Giants, as the far Giants, as, as that's, huh, that's a girl.
0: They playing the Giants, girl. Yeah,
1: the Giants, <laughs> and we'll be there. It's crazy. The Giants, uh, they are twenty fifth as far as rushing yard giving uh, in the NFL. their defense is twenty fifth. So you know, if you want to eat on the ground, this just might be the game where you eat twenty fifth in rushing yards per game, twenty fifth in rushing yards uh, per attempt and 22nd in passing yards per game so you know this might be the perfect game for the Panthers to try to to, try to open up that run with with Chuba Hubbard
0: I think they definitely need to start the game establishing a running game because I don't think that Sam Darnold even though he orchestrated that you know that that last second, um, come back to force the overtime. I think you have to let him get into sync, like just coming out, throwing the pass on the first play from scrimmage. I mean, or, or, or they could be trying to boost his confidence by making the first play a a pass play, but either way, that running game has to be established. You have to exploit where you can. And they're also facing two former Panthers who were on that team when, um, they won on the the walk off field goal in Charlotte the last time the two teams met that's James Bradbury and Graham Gano who kicked that game winning field goal so it should be interesting especially if it comes down to a special teams battle
1: graham gano had some things to say
0: he definitely had some things to say especially when um when um RV panthers former trainer now with the washington football team well i don't even know if he's still with the washington football team well, after I, not
1: being in jail you can't be
0: right so he tweeted out um a gif and a panthers fan replied to that tweet and he said you know oh you know i wonder if this dates back to the panthers players who were always injured or something along that line but graham Gonneau liked it and he's not really active like that on social media so that was significant and interesting
1: yeah, and he gave uh, an interview recently and he said that. And I'm trying to figure out, I don't know what this was in. Um, I guess the New York Daily News. It was in the New York Daily News yesterday. And he said, um, he said that, uh, let me pull it up. He said, the Panthers team doctors misdiagnosed a 2008 left leg injury that ultimately cost him the entire 2019 season. He had fractured his left femur, but only a 2019 knee surgery got him right. Thanks to a second opinion at New York hospitals for special surgery. Um, Graham said, quote, it was a potentially career ending. uh, It was potentially career ending. That whole thing was mismanaged. They told me I had one injury when it was actually a lot worse than that. What really Mm. needed to be fixed wasn't. I shouldn't have missed the full season. I did. But there's no changing it now. So I'm just thankful to be playing here. Uh, They reached out to the Panthers, uh, who declined comment on behalf of the organization. Graham also said that his departure from Carolina was frustrating because he never got a chance to kick for Matt Rule and the new coaching staff when he got healthy in 2020. He said, quote, I think it was actually the day I was coming back to kick in front of the new coaches in July of 2020. I was walking out the door. They stopped me and said, just wait. And they cut me right then. That was going to be my first day kicking in front of the new staff. Oh, yeah. That came out yesterday. Mm. So it's crazy because he's going to he's listen, that thing might boot a 65 yarder tomorrow. Um, why you playing? I'm sorry, Sunday. Look, no, but listen, how
0: far was that kick that he beat the Giants on? It was it was 50 plus. Yeah. Easy.
1: I was at that game and I remember I'll never that forget game. it. I was covering actually a basketball game at Madison Square Garden and I missed my flight that morning and it just so happened that the Panthers were playing the Giants. And I had a friend who was in town. She was like, Oh, you know, we in the box come up. And I was like, Word. And well, I went at Bank of America. I was, I'm thinking about the one in New York, 2015. Which one are you talking about?
0: Oh, this was like 2018 or 19 because okay. I, wasn't, I wasn't covering the team yet in 2015. He so kicked when I was actually. Yeah, I wasn't covering
1: for. the team then either. He, but he kicked that one in 2015. Oh, so he has two. I'm pretty sure. Because there was a, it was a game-winning field goal in 2015. That was, of course, we everyone remembers that season against the Giants. And um, and I don't remember how long it was, but it was a pretty long field goal. Also, I'm 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 gonna try to look that up. It
0: was yeah, the the one I'm thinking of, um, the one that I covered. And here in charlotte was in 2018 i'm trying to see how far that was so 63 yards okay i knew it wow. was something crazy because i remember being that they were trailing by one the giants had came all the way back they were trailing by one and he booted a 63 yard field goal walk okay. off field goal to win the game and that was Insane. So this is the first time that those teams are facing each other since then.
1: Yeah, this the one I'm the game I'm talking about. Gano had a 43 yard field goal to win wow. and keep the Panthers perfect, uh, and that was in New York. That was the game where Odell Beckham and Josh Norman went at it.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that was classic. Yes, classic. yeah classic. Yeah, yeah. That
1: was the that was the Beckham Norman game. So Gano has a history of kicking walk off field big goals. Time, big time. Be right. Kicks. On behalf of the Panthers, and now the roles will be reversed. I mean, karma—you uh, don't, you wouldn't want it to see it play itself out this Sunday, because you, you, you know, you kind of want the home team to win. But goodness gracious, uh, seeing, hearing that about the 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 mismanagement of his injury now to know that that trainer is no longer in Carolina. He went to Washington and then was subsequently arrested like two weeks ago. I think it's
0: still crazy to me. Like for giving, giving out prescription out meds. Yeah. So. Like an NFL training room got raided. And I just feel like that story kind of came and went, nobody's talking about it
1: anymore. That's baffling to me. Well, you know, people have ways of sweeping what they want to under the rug, one topic that is, that is hot right now, and I got to get you to talk about it, and, and people, <laughs> as we speak, are in our notifications asking about what's going on with Carolina and Deshaun Watson. Sheena has the scoop, so go ahead and give it to us.
0: So I was just minding my own business on this beautiful Thursday, and I get the text that the deal, the Watson deal, will be completed no later than Tuesday. And that's this Tuesday, guys, October 26th. I'm not just saying a random Tuesday and then I'm gonna come back. No, this coming Tuesday. Um, there's some caveats to it, obviously, because of the ongoing investigation. I have a little bit of insight on that, but I do not want to speak on, um, on how the league will potentially handle that just yet. But just know that the teams involved are aware of the huge risk of that ongoing investigation. And there's still a deal that's expected to be completed by Tuesday. Now I'm told that Carolina is still trying, they're willing to do and pay anything, but Miami remains the preferred destination. It's always been where he wanted to go. Philly has the draft capital there in the conversation. And I mean, barring some type of miraculous, throw everything in there, except for Bank of America stadium situation, I don't he's not coming to Carolina
1: well there you have it guys I mean, it,
0: it would take listen anything today's Thursday this deal is going to be done by Tuesday anything can happen we've seen Fitterer working his magic he in on every deal but right now the Dolphins remain you know the top destination
1: but would Watson be open to coming here
0: Earlier in this this whole draft process before the allegations, he was very staunch on not liking Carolina as a potential destination. But that changes when you go through something like what he's going through because so many different teams have pulled out of the running. They don't know what's going to happen. But I will say that Carolina chilled out for a little bit. Um, I would say that their renewed interest as of late is due to Sam Darnold's play. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. But Philly and Miami have always steadfastly said, hey, you know what? We're willing to deal with whatever punishment the league dishes out to him. We want them. Okay. So I yeah, I'm kind of sh- I was kind of shocked. I didn't expect it to happen that fast, but they're saying that it should be done by Tuesday.
1: So, what do you think? What do you, and we'll talk about. It. We'll we'll uh, talk about it. Do you like Watson and Carolina?
0: Not until they address those offensive line needs. No, I mean that's the thing that I don't understand why it's so difficult to um, address. I mean, I get it. They tried to draft. They tried to address it in the draft a couple of years back with Greg Little. That was a bust, but. <sighs> It don't matter who you put back their quarterback, yeah. Your quarterback play might be able to, you know, transcend offense, poor op- offensive line play for a few wins, but to truly be a great team, you're going to have to have a, a decent, at least, offensive line, something that's consistent. Um, you know, they play daggone musical chairs so much because of injuries and things like that, and people are playing out of position. But until you address that need in the trenches, it's going to be difficult for any quarterback to consistently excel back there I'm not gonna say excel you
1: might have a good game or two or three or four but I was gonna say consistency I was gonna say like Cam Newton really like and you and you don't necessarily want that situation but Cam Newton he made the most with what he he had he made the most even with 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 average receivers or some would say below average and an average and some would say below average offensive line I think having a mobile quarterback hides some of the, that, the, the issues uh, with, with an offensive line, having a playmaking quarterback. That's the thing where I think Sam Donald is missing. I don't think, you know, if you have enough time, you could kind of sit back and, and, and try to make decisions, but being a true playmaker, like, a, um, like, a uh, gosh, I, why am I drawing a blank? But, uh, 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 Baltimore quarterback Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a playmaker, right? I don't I watched that game, was it Sunday night or whatever night that was and they were down and they ended up winning in overtime. I never thought that the the Ravens were out of it because he's a playmaker. Um Darnold can be a decent quarterback. He's not going to be a playmaker. Deshaun Watson is a playmaker. Uh but he he does have issues that come along with that and I feel like You know, and I don't, and I think that Fitterer is trying to fix that offensive line, but he told us like, nobody's giving up anything and they wanted to draft Penae Sewell, but he ended up going to the, yeah, yeah, he ended up going to the uh, Lions. There are questions about what they did later on in the draft and not addressing some issues. Um, Deontay Brown is, is uh, we're not sure about his status and his play. Uh, so there are questions about how they're they're managing the guys who are on the roster, the young guys. Are they talented enough? Um, you know, how are they going to fit into this scheme? But I think, and we know that this is a quarterback-driven league. If you can get a game-changing quarterback, you get a game-changing quarterback. And I think that Federer believes that as well because, you know, coming from Seattle, they've had Russell Wilson. And, yeah. and he has changed the, the that franchise. You know, you see what has happened with Patrick Mahomes in, in, in Kansas City and how Tom Brady can be inserted in Tampa Bay. And now they're a league favorite, you know, yeah. Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. So this is a quarterback-driven league. And if you can get a good quarterback, you get that. I just don't know with the legal issues like that's that's the that's the that's question the, that's what compare. makes it that's what makes that
0: deal so complicated yeah because
1: and you don't want to reason- get you don't want to get watson and then uh goodell adds him to the exemption list and he's not available what's the point point? and i think that that i think that that's the biggest blow
0: to carolina in this whole race for watson at the end is that if they want to make a move for Deshaun Watson, because everything we've seen this team do this year or this front office do this year, it's clear. They want to win now this season ASAP because they have to turn around fan morale. They have to turn around the, the losing yeah. culture that the Panthers have become, have, you know, been acquainted with now the past couple of years. And you can't really do that necessarily with a, with a player that you don't, I mean, you run into the same issue that you run into Christian McCaffrey, the availability. You trade for Deshaun Watson and you just have Deshaun Watson. That's it. I mean, you just, he's not going to be on the field. Potentially. So that's, that's what makes this deal so complicated. Um, But that's what I thought would, would, you know, delay it more. That's why I was a little shocked to get that information this morning, but there's
1: pretty adamant it's going to be done by Tuesday at the latest. But if you trade for Watson, you got to be in win now mode also, right?
0: You have to be in win now mode, but you still bring yourself open to the to the possibility that he might not be necessarily available right away. You
1: know, I mean, yeah, yeah, you do. I would I would assume that they would try to have some type of assurances, but there's there's really no telling with that. Um, You just never know how the NFL is going to react with 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 everything is it's it's tough right now Miami is one and five um the Panthers are three and three and uh Philly is two and four so if you're going off draft picks uh I think like you tweeted like the Miami Dolphins would be pretty high up there if things are Mm -hmm. going how they are right now uh yeah
0: and that's why the second half of that, which I don't know if a lot of people read that tweet, um, the second half of that that comes from a source. They're like, you know, this kind of this timeline lines up with what Houston wanted because you're six week in, six weeks in, you have a better indication of if you're trading for draft picks with another team. You have a, I mean, I wouldn't say you have a great indication because we're only six weeks into a seventeen week season or seventeen game season, but. You can kind of tell how the season is going and how high those draft picks could potentially be that you're getting, that you're acquiring in exchange for him. Like if a team is is zero and six, you're like, okay, they're going to pick pretty high. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: okay.
0: so that makes sense, man. But I, would but here's you think? Okay, that, go ahead. Were you about to ask me? No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like we're a couple weeks removed from sitting in that press box in Dallas. What do the Panthers have to do in your opinion on Sunday to avoid dropping their fourth straight?
1: Not turn the ball over. <laughs> Hello.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's blaring. That's
1: like, <laughs> I mean, it's really, that's, I mean, before we've been saying offensive line, offensive line. Okay. But, you know, seven turnovers, eight turnovers since, um, in the last, how many quarters? I don't know. It's been a lot. It's been a lot of turnovers. You lot. cannot turn the ball ball over and expect to win games. And I think that rule is right. They got to establish the running game. They have to, yeah. and they cannot abandon it. And I don't know, you know, and rules said, you know, you can't get in the second and long situations. Um, and, and third and long situations and, and establish the run. You have to, you know, you have to run the ball, but you also can't abandon the run either. So uh, it's, it, I mean, run the ball, establish the run and, and protect the ball as well. Uh, Though That's what I think. Those are my keys to the game.
0: I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with all of those. Um, I don't think that there's too many off the, the defensive adjustments that need to be played. I feel like they're, I mean, that need to be made. I feel like they're playing pretty well but you can't turn the ball over and you have to convert these turnovers into points. Yeah. You know, you can't be gifted excellent field position and keep coming away with zero. Even if you're not turning the ball over, you're you're, you know, you, these drives can't stall out. You can't keep going three and out when you're given the ball on the 18 or getting negative yardage in situations like that when you have this field position gift-wrapped and handed to you. So those are my keys. Turn turn turnovers into points, and again, like you said, protect the football. Otherwise, you can see a five six game here.
1: You know, and because I they felt
0: Atlanta next week, and I, for some reason,
1: yeah, they no don't matter, matter
0: how that. terrible the Falcons are, they the Panthers like to split with them during the season for some yeah. reason. They love it. They love yeah. splitting with the Falcons.
1: I I felt, admittedly, uh I thought the Panthers may pull off something against Dallas, but I felt funny about Philly and I felt funny about Minnesota. Th- those are games that I really felt funny about. Just like, okay, the Panthers, I don't, it's just my gut. Don't ask me where As it comes from. Should've. My gut, is, my gut, my gut is oftentimes right. And I, I get a good feeling about this one. I don't feel like the Panthers are going to trick this off you would hope that they don't but uh right now that's that's where i'm feeling i i think the panthers pull this one out if they don't it's gonna be mutiny like i'm i'm i'll pop into the the panthers town hall shout out to the guys Listen, that that run that it's gonna, gonna be tell you now, alive
0: let me tell you guys if you have anything to do that night Don't you take your button at town hall because you will be there all night. So anything that you have to get done by Monday morning, do it Saturday afternoon. Do it as early Sunday as possible because once you enter the Panthers town hall, that's your evening. Uh,
1: I literally was on a plane after the game, flew to where I was going, landed, said, okay, let me just see. And the thing was still going on. Took a Uber to my destination, and it was still going on. I was like, "Y'all, I gotta go to sleep." Like y'all on there forever, but it's good stuff. You get really get it, a pulse of stuff. of what 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 Panthers Twitter and Panthers Nation and how they feel. There were a lot of people in there who did not said they did not want Deshaun Watson. I gotta point that out.
0: There were, I mean, and and you know, like we said, there's that looming. There's that ongoing investigation. I think that without that investigation, you don't see a Panthers fan that's going to, you know, not want Deshaun Watson. But because you don't know how that situation is going to play out, I understand the the hesitancy um, because of the nature of the allegations. Let's not make no mistake here. Like as the nature of the allegations plays a huge part. It's not like, you know, he could be potentially, suspended for PDS or anything like that like it's the nature of these allegations that have this the fan base kind of split on watson
1: wow all right guys that we're gonna wrap up with that uh we'll keep you guys locked Sheen and i will both be in new york for the game on sunday bringing you updates uh we should be back on track next week with our uh, with uh, with quick blitz on Wednesdays, uh, so we do appreciate all of you guys' support. Make sure you subscribe at quick at the right report, uh, dot com backslash quick hyphen blitz. And I'm gonna stop by the tailgate one day, but only if y'all promise not to be playing return of the Mac, okay,
0: girl. Return of the that is your theme. I can't wait to catch you dancing to it. Uh, you will wait. not.
1: You will not. Came on Twitter.
0: I will have video mm-hmm. evidence. I cannot mm-hmm. wait. Wait if on I that see one. So much as a as, as a shoulder jab. You or won't a see bit it.
1: Head bob. I'm capturing it. <laughs> you won't see it. You won't see it. I promise. Y'all will be waiting a long time for that one. Anyway, thanks for checking us out. Check us out every Wednesday on the ride report also make sure you follow us on twitter sheena underscore marie three and at keep (laughs) blitzing in running.
0: Liftoff. We have a liftoff.